everybody. It seems like uh, with these new recordings I've been doing with Beck that we've gotten so crazy in our discussions that we've been doing poor shout outs at the end for our social media stuff. So I want to go ahead and tack on one to the beginning. Uh, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Gay Stuff Podcast. We're available on Spotify now. You just have to search Is There Gay Stuff in it? And you can always get us on iTunes and pretty much any other platform that you listen to. I just wanted to add those in because we've been forgetting to put them and we'd love for you to come follow us on social media. Beck is at Tiny Gay Cookie on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Butch and Sissy on both those platforms. All right, here we go. All right. Um, it's been a busy week for Beck and for myself. Lots of crazy stuff going on. We've had several times we were going to record and then it. Beck said something funny yesterday to me that it seemed like the uh, internet was conspiring for our show to not happen. <laughs> it's uh, the fact that I live in the South, you know, homophobic Wi-Fi. It's what I live with, where when you want to do something gay or watch something gay, the internet doesn't exist. Every time. Does it ever cut out any other time for you? Honestly, no, but that's probably because I only watch things with gay things in them. That might be a me problem and not so much a homophobic internet problem. It might just be that I don't watch anything else. Your apartment might be like in Buffy for the Hellmouth, like the center of like evil. <laughs> Maybe your apartment is like the center of queerness, or gayness. We live on the corner of a street, so I really feel like we're the the uh, the crazy lesbians on the corner. That's how we have all the stray cats and the raccoons. Everything just lives here because they know that we accept everyone, whereas most people in this street don't. They, they've zeroed in on you because of the vibes coming up from the apartment. I mean, you've got gay programming going on 24 hours a day there, probably. You probably mm -hmm. leave it on when you're sleeping. Oh, I do, most right? often. Yes. I fall asleep, like, watching. I'll rewatch Carmilla and just, like, you know, hear it in my dreams and be like, wow, I'm dreaming about this. No, you're watching it, but you don't know you are. That, yeah, that's me. Yeah, my wife will walk through the den to go out to the laundry or do something, and she has to pass through where I work at. And she'll be like, are you watching that? vampire show again I'm like, yeah it, it's just on it's good background i know everything they're gonna say i know what's going on i don't have to think about it but they're good company they are carmela and laura are really good company they're friends they're our friends like you can't tell me that you're not like i'm not friends with people in the carmela universe you can't tell me that because i see them every day i see them more than like my own girlfriend so i mean you can't really fight me on that I'm not going to fight you on it at all, because you'd have to fight me. So, All right, so I guess you guys have gathered uh, that I'm back with Becca again. Last time we were together, we talked about Orange is the New Black, and I had a lot of fun with that podcast episode. I think it went really well. Uh, we got some good uh, shout-outs and feedback. We talked about our favorite new character, uh, Young Carol. The best character by far. By far. And then we were fortunate enough to get a quick little shout-out on Twitter from uh, the actress Ashley Jordan that plays young Carol so well and so we appreciate her taking the time to to give a little love our direction for our love for Carol so that was that was awesome this week now I don't know if this week we're going to get any good shout outs because mm -hmm. I may I may have an unpopular opinion on our topic this week I usually have unpopular opinions and it's done pretty well for me so i think that's why i'm here because i also can like i see what you're saying but i can see also the other side of things i think it's the fact that the field that i want to go into like with doing theater stuff and like uh do doing things with queer media definitely helps me kind of have a level head quote unquote about 
what we're going to be speaking about. I am one that has probably never been associated with the term or accused of having a level head by people that know me. It's a learned skill. That's why I'm getting my degree. <laughs> That's the way they teach you. Especially with topics that I am um, very passionate about. And this, you know, all gay stuff is something that I'm very passionate about. So I guess I'll, I'll quit beating around the bush <laughs> and say that this week we're going to talk about whether we think or feel that if there's a gay role, queer role, somewhere in the in the queer universe role for an actor if a queer actor has to play that role so do gay roles do queer roles have to be played by gays i'm gonna let you drop in first on this one you want me to drop in first oh no all right well, well i'll tell you okay let's let, let's back up just a second let's say what sparked this is the batwoman uh casting mm -hmm. that happened about a week and a half two weeks ago the cw is going to put a batwoman show on and and bring that character into their universe and they openly put out a call for a queer out actress so everyone that was paying any attention or had been looking forward to this started right away with their hopes and dreams for this role and why they were so excited that this was being put out as a call for a queer actress to play batwoman who has is a queer comic character um, she's also a Jewish comic character. I noticed they didn't put that in the call. No, it also, it said on the actual description, open ethnicity. Just, that's what every call said was it didn't matter what ethnicity it was. So that, you can continue, but I can see where you're going of, if you're going to specify this thing, why not specify this thing? They're both important. That's what I feel. But, <laughs> okay, let's cut to the chase. They came out and said who they cast, and they put in the role of Batwoman ruby rose fill us in on who ruby rose is for our listeners that do not have an idea uh ruby rose um is what straight people think of when they think of lesbian icon like it's Oof. what every straight girl is like thinks that a lesbian should be it's the one lesbian that you can be like or, or not even lesbian it's the one queer person that you could say here's this name and then all the straight girls would be like oh my god they're so hot like, that's, that's what Ruby Rose is synonymous to in this world we live in. But also, you, you people recognize her from, you know, if you live in the queer space, Orange is a New Black, you've got Stella. So, that's the most important role that I can think of for her at this point. And it's important to say that the role of Stella in Orange is a New Black is a very controversial character because you either love her or hate her, and I don't know anyone that likes or has said that they like the, that character. And part of that is the portrayal by Ruby Rose. Well, here's what I think. Hold on with the portrayal. Because this says something that I've noticed. I went and I did a little bit of dirt digging today. Like, because I wanted to think about Ruby Rose uh, and where Ruby Rose came from. Ruby Rose started out um, working for MTV in Australia. And that's how she got her big start into modeling. Was picked by Maybelline to be the, uh, the New York mascara-like model. And then she became popularized in America because we saw how conventionally, like, pretty she is. I keep saying she because she says that she is the right pronoun because she is genderqueer. So I want to go ahead and get that out there. Um, anyways, so she was popularized because of her looks. And Ruby Rose herself had always said she wanted to be a DJ. Never said she wanted to be an actress. Now, people latched onto her because she was good looking and she had the accent. So they put her into Orange is a New Black. They give her this kind of surface character that kind of like stirs up some lesbian activity. Like that's 
kind of what happened. They threw her in there as a, here's this person that's gay that you know. I think they also threw her in there as a foil for the Piper Alex fans. Someone to give them to, if you love Piper and Alex together, then this is a something that you might possibly get angsty and involved in. Because Piper and Stella had minglings going on. You're correct. <laughs> for like lack of a better word. You're correct. So they, they gave her this character that was kind of it was if you look into the character, it's a surface character. It is a very is. surface character. And if you look at Ruby Rose's history and acting things, she hasn't had a lot of like chances to dig into a character because they give her a very surface character. Like you have Stella and then you have uh Calamity in Pitch Perfect. Which, right there, it's supposed to... The character she was given was supposed to draw in these people to think, oh, they're attractive, but also to be kind of, like, cringy, grossed out because the name of their band was Evermoist. I mean, that's... That in itself, it was supposed to evoke something from you. So that's why they put her in that part. And it did. It evoked something. Exactly. So, have you seen her in a role, though, that she's gotten to, like, actually fill out a character? No, I only know of a couple other roles. Uh, she's in one of the John Wick movies, correct? Yeah, she's in John Wick and she's in Triple X, the newest one. Okay, traditionally for me, those I know people love John Wick, but that's an action movie, right? Triple mm-hmm. X, action movie. Mm-hmm. So with the exception of a few older action movies, you don't get a lot to dig into Mm-mm. there in those type of movies. You don't. So I see that. But I think you touched on something in, in what you were saying there, is that She's put in those the things she's been put in because we're, I, I don't know this for sure, but I this is my take on it. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is putting her in things because of her look. She's got a bit of an, an androgynous yet pretty and attractive look, feminine but you know Bieberish, kind <laughs> of for lack of a, also a better description. And what you said about she is uh, a person that straight girls feel okay to say Ruby Rose is fucking hot. I'd fuck Ruby Rose. It's because of the androgynous thing. I'm not gay, but I'd fuck Ruby Rose, is what people will say about her. People do say that. I see moms on Facebook say that, and it outrages me and kind of disgusts me. But that's okay. I want to go to the local elementary school here and poll the car pickup line of <laughs> soccer moms and and bring pictures, maybe some visual aids or something, and say, you know, would you fuck this person? Exactly. If I brought Ruby Rose picture... The men and the women are going to say that. So that's a positive for this casting. Here's where I'm at with this. I'm going to go all over the place in this episode. We're probably going to have to wrangle each other in because it's it's a big topic. Mm-hmm. A lot of us who follow queer media, queer television, we're very invested in this Ruby Rose or in this Batwoman casting because we. it's the first besides Black Lightning, but that character is... Nefessa Williams is not the lead in that show. This will be the first show with a lead out lesbian character. Also happens to be a superhero. And we want it to be good. We want it to be successful. We don't want it to be a failure. Because what's going to happen if it's a failure back in television? What's going to happen? Oh, it'll be a setback by about a million years. Because in one, on one hand, this is a big leap forward for like, the mainstreamed queer media movement. Like, this is a big step forward. They're actually putting someone that is a queer person in a queer role in a mainstream type of fashion. Like, it seems that everybody of every kind loves some kind of superhero. So, like, 
this is a big movement to go forward. But if they if it if they do it wrong, this could potentially be the downfall because we've gotten to this point where it's accepted for queer people to be like normalized right now in mainstream media and then for this thing that's such a big movement for it to go bad it'll destroy it it'll destroy progress and then we'll all just be stuck getting scraps again people have made this argument whenever the acting skill of ruby rose has been brought up which you've made a very good point that we don't have a lot to measure her by Mm -mm. And people have said, well, it's on the CW. The acting's not that good on there anyway. I beg to differ. There's some questionable acting on there. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow has got some great portrayals in there by people with skills. I feel like I wish that we had gotten a person cast in it that we did know more about, that we did have a, a deeper track record so that we could feel more comfortable about it. Because I'm just going to worry about this till this thing comes out. You know, We all are. <laughs> Like, how, how is it going to do? Because as you said, it's going to be a huge setback. I, I'm hearkening back to my youth in the 70s. There was a super little superhero show on called Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Now, Linda Carter's acting. I was, I was a little kid. I don't know. I look back at it now and I see that it's very cheesy and it's, it's not, you know, great theater by any means. But when I was seven, eight years old and Wonder Woman was on TV every night, that was special to me. And it's an iconic character that has carried over because it's, it was done right. I mean, for the time. So maybe what they're doing is right for this time. I don't know. But I'm thinking about like little girls right now, seven, eight, nine years old, maybe even younger, who are tuning into all these superhero shows and possibly boosted by the popularity of, of the Wonder Woman movie that came out with Gal Gadot. So I'm thinking about those little girls as the little girl I was and looked up to that show and have looked up to Wonder Woman my whole life. So this is some kid's opportunity to have a hero. And the fact that it's going to be a lesbian hero, that's big responsibility for the CW. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that they know what they were doing with it. We shall find out. This also brings us into, does the actor have to be gay? Okay, well, I'll backtrack up a little Go bit. Ahead. And um, do you have anything to say about the Wonder Woman thing tying into like as far as like the Wonder Woman thing, I will say I understand what you're saying because it it did give a lot of possibilities for that time that you were in when that came out. And this is kind of the day of that like for this whole Batwoman thing, we're getting like the normalization of queer people and also like we're pushing women to the front even further. So I think yeah, it's it's more than just a queer movement at this time. It's a power move for women as well. So like this could be great. It could be awesome. It could be terrible and it could be tragic. But I think that the fact of us having to sit here and we have so much time to think about it and think about what could happen. And I do understand what people are saying about the CW. And like, it's not strong acting anyways. Like, we all know that. I mean, we've all watched a show on the CW at some point in our lives. But there's a reason that people keep going back to watch these things. And I think it's because no one else is actually taking it there yet. And even if it's not the strongest acting or the strongest show, they're willing to take a chance and try to go to that point. Yeah, I see what everyone's saying about the CW and then saying that people's complaints about the acting are, are invalid because it's on. But why should we be like, oh, it's just on the CW. It doesn't matter if it's any good then. Nothing else on there is any good either. That's wrong. That is that's, wrong. That's not, what we need, that's not what we need to be doing right now. This brings me into should gay roles have to be played by gay actors? 
people were outraged about the Ruby Rose stuff. And I didn't read too much into this little bit that I read about her where she's quit Twitter over the backlash. Oh, I read about that. I, I do know that people were complaining that she, the, the stuff about acting was one thing, but then other people wanted to say, well, she's not queer enough. Well, what is queer enough? <sighs> it makes me <laughs> yeah. so angry. It's like we, we, we push for things in this community and then we, we're given them. And why is it never good enough? Is it because we've lived, as it's, it's been said a whole bunch, we've lived on scraps for so long. Something shifted now and we're like, I'm not just going to take the scraps anymore. There's good stories out there to be told. There are great actors to do these roles. But does the acting have to be done by a person that identifies as queer? Do we always know when an actor is queer or not? No, we don't. I don't think that's important. I don't think that's important when it comes to a character. I think it depends on how the character is portrayed. I 100% agree. So we have the same unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I've mostly been reading people saying, I, I understand, I think, a little bit more the trans actor playing the trans roles more so than I do the just he have to be gay to play gay. I mean, acting in its very definition is portraying something you are not generally. That's true. You know a lot more about that from your area than I do. Okay, so acting, you're never going into a role and saying, I'm doing this because it's exactly who I am. Like, that is not acting. That's not a part of a profession. That is just living your daily life. The whole, like, building a character, having a character to put yourself into and then, like, pushing yourself into that role, it you become that character. You don't become a different person, like, just because you're acting as... This is how... Okay, pause. Come back. The way that people have been talking about people that are straight, playing gay characters, and how they don't think it's right, and how, um... Some people will say that it'll make those straight people gay. That's not how acting works or life works. Just, that's not how gay works. Well, that's that's part of life. <laughs> like yeah. so, like it, it it doesn't work like that. So I believe that if an actor or actress can get a script that says you're a homicidal maniac, and they can take themselves to like this isolated place and like use their mind to sit and develop this character that is a homicidal maniac for like three months they master this character they shoot the film they do the thing on stage whichever it is and then they come back and they're just still a person after that that's acting so if you can say you can do that with a homicidal maniac why can you not say here is this female actress which is a straight female actress here is this role that is a lesbian superhero. She's a great actress. She can play this role because it, she can take her time of a couple of months, learn this character, and it's not just most important for her to capture the essence of the gay world. It's important for her to capture the essence of this character. And I think that the reason people push for these things is because they say that only queer actors and actresses will understand the str true struggles of this gay character. Which I think is kind of cheap when it's given that even if you're not gay, you go through struggles. Exactly. I totally agree with you. That's what I was just thinking as you were saying that is we claim we want so much normalization. But if we're going to have people being in projects in movies and film and TV, 
where they're playing characters that happen to be gay. That's what I want to happen. Not just, oh, it's the gay neighbor or <laughs> it's the, oh, my, it's the sister who's gay and causes all the hubbub in the family. No, it's just, it's a sister that's in the family who happens to be gay and we might see her struggles with whatever else, but not struggle with being gay. Mm-hmm. Anybody can relate to, like you said, life things. The homicidal maniac comparison. I have a feeling that most actors probably know more gay folks than they do homicidal maniacs. That's accurate. <laughs> to help draw from. Then again, a lot of actors and actresses are homicidal maniacs. They just act like they're not. <laughs> right. I mean, there's some examples. We talked about this earlier when, when you and I were chatting. Look at things like Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Okay. If at that time they had had to pause production and wait to get this thing going till they found the right gay actor to play that gay character, who never would have been made. Tom Hanks is a great actor and was able to, I believe, every fiber of his performance in that movie. You forget that that is Tom Hanks when you're watching that. That's a sign of a good actor and a good performance and somebody who knows their craft and knows how to put themselves into the role. Also think about one of my favorite movies of all time is Brokeback Mountain. Mm -hmm. I didn't need it to be two gay actors in there. To me, those actors portray that so heartbreakingly and so realistically and I as a gay person totally identify with everything that both of them go through in that movie they didn't need to be gay I mean we start doing that we start segregating who can play what so when there's not a lot of gay roles around what are the gay actors just supposed to sit around and not play straight characters I mean yeah that's that's exactly what I was thinking too like I don't when you start demanding that uh, gay actors and actresses are the ones that are put into all of these specifically queer roles, you are limiting what you are allowing queer people to do as a whole. Because then, you know, um, the next Thor might need to be cast. And the only person that really knows the part for this Thor that they're trying to make happen is Neil Patrick Harris. Well, he can't play it unless Thor's gay. So, like, mm-hmm. that's that's limiting someone based off of one tiny thing that just happens to be a part of who they are. And that's something that we're trying to normalize and to just say, you know, the whole thing of love is love and, like, people are just people. If you are pushing for just only specifically queer-casted people in queer roles, then you are not teaching enough people that are not queer what it's like and how to just accept each other and like be okay with each other and work together. Another example I'm going to pull up. I got a whole bunch of examples I want to get out, but Wonder Woman, the movie Mm -hmm. blockbuster worldwide hit based on an existing character that has been commonly known to be a bisexual character Mm -hmm. through the, throughout the comics. Correct. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine anyone else, but Gal Gadot playing that role now that I've seen it. What would that would have happened to that movie? If they had just cast someone that wasn't the best actress they thought for the role. If they were just like, well, it has to be, we're putting out an active call here for a bisexual actor. Megan Fox. Think about it if it had been Megan Fox. She's a bisexual woman who yeah. kind of fits the look for Wonder Woman. Wouldn't it have been a different movie? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it would have been a completely different movie. If you were limiting Megan Fox to, she can only play bisexual characters. 
you would have had Megan Fox as Wonder Woman. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but no, I'm also say, saying, I'm okay with that. but I'm also saying it would have been different. It wouldn't have seemed as empowering for people because people see Megan Fox as this sex symbol. Like that's what yes. Megan Fox has always been seen as, especially because of Jennifer's body. And I have, um, I followed that Wonder Woman um, casting from when they first rumored that they were going to make the movie, and she was most commonly the person mentioned. Actually, really, yes, there have been composite mock-up artist drawings of her in the in the uh, costume and all kinds of stuff out on the internet for that. See, I didn't even know that. That just came to my head. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> because she had the look, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, Wonder Woman's a great movie, and I don't think that all those little girls and little boys who watched it and liked it give two hoots about um, Wonder Woman's sexuality. Mm-mm. It was empowering, female, superhero they didn't think kids didn't think one thing about it being a a female superhero other than that you know they liked wonder woman and they were drawn to it good story good writing well directed well acted gal gadot as far as i know has never said she's any bit queer i mean i wish she was but (laughs) she's never said she doesn't matter doesn't matter so if you go back and look at reverse casting for things you know how different would things that we hold as classics of gay cinema or gay TV. Although I don't know if there's any classic gay TV, do you? Classic gay TV? Not really. I mean, people classify the L word as classic gay TV. Ooh. And queer as folk. Ooh. Those are our two options. Queer as folk had maybe the worst lesbian couple ever. I mean, yeah. they. The show as a whole was a train wreck. It's like lip service and the L word made a gay boy, like a gay male version and this was their baby. And they dropped it on its head like seven times and then said, isn't it still cute? It's not. It's really not. Not at all. No. <laughs> L word. I'm not going to bash it too hard because it, it came around and you know Showtime did something that nobody else was exactly. doing. Exactly. It's influenced a lot of people. Um, I love a lot of the cast, especially Jennifer Beals, Alicia Haley. Alicia Haley is my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. So what I was saying was, let's think you know back about things that we think are, are classics if you start monkeying with things like that, they're all going to change. Mm-hmm. So if we're monkeying with the things that are going to be made from here on out and try to say, if it's a gay story, we've got to have the gay actresses in it. Now, is it a bonus if there's a gay actress or a gay actor, queer, mm-hmm. for a, a more encompassing word, in a role? Absolutely. It's a positive. I mean, we've got, um, what do we have coming up? We've got the Lizzie Borden. Uh, yeah, Lizzie Borden movie. It looks amazing, and it's the right people for the roles. But Chloe Savine, do we see her as being this huge lesbian icon? No, we don't. I don't know why she's not, but she should be. I mean, I feel the same way about Julianne Moore, but nobody's saying that she's this icon either. No, and she's played gay. Yes, she has. To my knowledge, two times. Yes. I don't know if it's more than that. I, the two I've seen, uh, yeah, I've seen two with her, but... Here's the thing, like, we've got Lizzie coming up. We've got, um, not a lot more. <laughs> well, there is one movie with Ellen Page and, is it Kate Mara? Yep. And, uh, they, they play, um, people, it's an odd description I read. They play two women on opposing sides of the death penalty issue who fall in love. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. I feel like that's daily life. Just come visit Mississippi. Duh. That's what we're doing. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got, uh... We've got some other stuff coming up that I'm highly interested in. Colette with Kira Knightley, who is one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. The lovely Kira Knightley. 
put her in that Pirates of the Caribbean outfit. Every day. All day long. <laughs> Every day. Oh. That's a character that I wish did have a little, a little, uh, maybe bisexuality going See, on. See, I that, always that, thought that she did, though. Like, when I was growing up, like, I'm not even kidding, before the movies of where she, like, gets with Jack Sparrow, and she's with Pretty Boy Orlando Bloom's character, like, he takes care of himself and is kind of feminine-looking for me at the beginning of all of it, so I was kind of like, maybe, like, I, I always thought that maybe she would end up being, like, a gay character. Wait, did you just say he takes care of himself a little bit? Like, grooming, you mean? I mean, he did a little bit, yeah, in the first movie. I mean, <laughs> his hair looked like it actually was conditioned in that time. So, like, he took a little bit of care of himself. Okay, alright. Paying attention to his appearance. Exactly. He's, he's... <laughs> that's that's literally the bare minimum you need to do. Like, I'm gonna go back and rewatch that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first movie, I really felt like maybe Kira Knightley was gay and she was trying to find a way out. And I think that's maybe because it was in the time frame of like when I was figuring out how gay I was and trying to figure out what to do. But like, I always saw her as like I thought that that character was a gay character for some reason, and I don't know why I did. But Disney needs to get on that spinoff. This seems like something you might need to write a paper about or <laughs> my dissertation for graduation this year. Yes. <laughs> Kira Knightley, lesbian or naw? Like, I don't know if I should. <laughs> well, she was in Bendit Like Beckham, too. Oh, God, so. that was such a good movie, too. And you get a little, you know, don't the parents in that think that they are gay? Yes. Yes, they yeah, do. So Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's why I thought that she was gay in Pirates of the Caribbean. Because I was super into soccer. Like, I played soccer for 13 <laughs> years. I was I was super gay growing up. I was the goalie. Your gay resume yeah, is really high. <laughs> really, really high. It's up. impressive, I know. But, um, no, I think that because of that, I watched Bendit Like Beckham so much. Maybe I combined the two movies and only took parts of what I thought was gay out of that movie, put it in Pirates of the Caribbean, and I was like, Keira Knightley is obviously the lesbian pirate of everyone's dreams. Like, we all know it. So, like, one of your phrases you like, you had a fever dream. Yes. You combined those two characters. <laughs> My life is a fever dream. <laughs> That might be your ticket, Beck, if you write that screenplay <laughs> where Bend It Like Beckham suddenly becomes a pirate movie. That? Oh, God. I can see it now. Oh, God. It'll be Booty Like Beckham. <laughs> X marks the spot. We got to trademark that Booty Like Beckham. Are you kidding me? Uh, I got I to gotta, I gotta get on that. That's merch right there. Booty Like Beckham. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I am putting a copyright on this episode of this podcast so that no one steals that idea it's gonna be great see now Kira Knightley that is the person that we need to start th talking about when it comes to do they have to be queer to be cast in a queer role apparently they don't because you're just gonna make them queer I mean yeah that's my life <laughs> I've been doing that my whole life I mean Beetlejuice I thought that Beetlejuice was a, like a female like Beetlejuice the man when I first watched the movie, it's been my favorite movie since I was four. For some reason, I thought it was a female, like, demon ghost when I was younger. Because I wait, always... Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. You thought... Michael uh, Keaton. Michael Keaton in that dirty-ass mm -hmm. suit and that spiky hair, mm -hmm. the questionable teeth, mm -hmm. makeup, voice and attitude was a female? I think it's because Winona Ryder and him had a thing. You got some weird ways you make connections back. I know. 
That's like okay. It. I like it. I like it. But it's some weird connection. You know, it's it's the fact of I've read too much fan fiction in my life and everything was not gay enough. So I see things and I'm like, well, obviously it has to be gay. Like, that's obviously what my problem is in life. But I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it is 20 gay teen and everything, it seems like it's turning out to be gay. I think maybe like this, uh, the sim simulation we all live in. I think maybe I controlled this season. I think it's my fault that everything just kind of got gayer and gayer at this point. I think it's my fault at this point. I've just upset the balance of fate. Gay Sims. Is there a Gay Sims? Is there an addition that's all gay? No, but I make them all gay. I do have a couple of well, you make every You make everything <laughs> gay, so we've It's really that. easy to make Sims, like the Sims version, gay, though. Like, I think it's the, the lovely part about Sims is that they do not care if you're making your characters live in a gay household. Like, they don't care. Oh, yeah. Um, Amanda on uh, Girlship TV, mm-hmm. she stopped doing them, but for a while. So anyone, I'm going to give a shout out to Girlship TV on YouTube. They do great original programming. They have a show called uh, Drunk Lesbians Watch, where they get drunk and then watch lesbian films. They also have a podcast. On. They have a podcast. Queer's Fiction, <laughs> sorry. Where they, they read lesbian erotica, and it's hilarious. But Amanda there for a little while was just making her sims be tv characters or movie characters that were queer Mm -hmm. and then putting them in their house and her goal usually was to get them to kiss to get them to get married and to get them to fuck Mm -hmm. you mean to woohoo woohoo yeah because that's the (laughs) sims uh version yeah it's a hilarious show but so yeah you she did all kinds of things with her sims that so i don't think they need an expansion pack for it to be gay because i think that sims probably knew when they were putting it out this is going to be a, a widely spread gay video game because you can do whatever you want in it. Like, you really can. If you could let a, a queer get in and tinker with the uh, the regulation version <laughs> of something, we're going to queer it up Oh, for sure. yeah. Tony Hawk was where I did that a lot, honestly. They gave you too many customization options. I was real good at I've it. Played, I've played Tony Hawk. How did you queer up Tony Hawk? Um, well, the first one that I did that to was uh, Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Um, the character that I picked was this, uh, girl that had really long blonde hair when I got her, but by the time that I, like, souped her up, you know, she had the nice, like, pompadour and, like, looked real, like, really androgynous and was wearing, um, Tony Hawk's, like, VIP suit. And then the tags that I made for, like, when you had to tag things were, like, rainbows that just said, uh, fuck yeah on them. (laughs) And I, I would make playlists that only had songs that were, like, about females for my girl to listen to in the background of all of her little cutscenes. So, like, I, it's real easy to make something gay if you get to customize something in it. You might have a future job there, just, like, going in and <laughs> consulting with companies, video game companies, and uh, computer game companies, and saying, here's how we can just make it real gay. Just put all this stuff in there so <laughs> people who aren't as creative as me can figure out, oh, here's the rainbow tags. Uh, yeah, okay, see, they can do this. We're figuring out my I, life right now. We've got me a screenplay. We we've got some video game ideas. You know, I'm set once I graduate. I didn't know what I was going to do, but now I know I'll just make everything gayer. Three episodes into this podcast <laughs> and we've solved your future problems. <laughs> see, that's why this podcast was created. We're here to fix everything. What else can they turn us loose on? Come on. <laughs> now, it's funny that you did that with video games, but my era, I had the... Um, my mom was really good about figuring out like what was going on with me when I was little, but she she did when I was very, very, very young. Had bought me some dolls and things like that, and 
I did have the Barbie thing that like it's just the neck and the head and the hair and you're supposed to style the hair and put the makeup on. Mm -hmm. That Barbie's hair did not last very long. I chopped that shit off. She had the Legend of Billie Jean dyke cut real quick, real quick. (laughs) And then I don't think this is a gay thing. I threw all the makeup away and I just used markers and marked her face all up. (laughs) You wanted face tats. Man, that's what it was. You wanted a hardcore girl. Like that's what you wanted. You wanted to be a hardcore so mom stopped buying the dolls and, and the <laughs> makeups and this stuff after that. She didn't care. But uh, so we, we each had our own little things that we managed to do in our own time. I so mean, yeah. <laughs> you got to make things queer somehow when you're younger. It makes things interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we've gotten a little bit off of our topic here. <laughs> a little been, bit? <laughs> as we've been prone to do eh, every whoops. time. Sorry about that, guys. You didn't come here to hear us ramble. We're sorry. That don't come back because it's going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my unpopular opinion wasn't as unpopular as I thought it was because you kind of agree with it. I mean, do gay people or queer people have to play? Should they be cast for queer roles? Now, another thing popped up um, that I did read a little bit about the Disney Jungle Cruise movie. Did you see where they have cast I don't remember a... the guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. He looks familiar. We've mm-hmm. seen him in things, but I don't know who he is. But um, not... This Jungle Cruise is just this movie. I'm assuming it's just based on the ride at Disney. There's no other no other source material that they're pulling from this. I don't know. Of there anything. was a book a really long time ago written about the Jungle Cruise that the ride is based off of. Okay. So technically, there's a book that led to a ride that's now leading to this movie. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. That's how things work for Disney. There's a gay brother character, and Disney has cast a straight actor. It's the I guess it's revolutionary because it's the first time Disney has put a a full-on, we're saying out there that this is a gay character. I, I don't think there's been, I mean, there's been hinted and allusions at it. I mean, there's LeFou in the newest Beauty and the Beast. I think they're saying live action. That's the newest Beauty and the Beast, though. That's live that action. live action? With uh, Emma Watson? I didn't watch that. Oh, it's Emma Watson, of course I watched it. But, like... No, the guy that played LeFou, um, LeFou, okay, so you know, do you know who LeFou is? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've seen, I've seen the real, the real Beauty and the Beast, the original one. So, yes. Okay. So, (laughs) LeFou is, uh, was canonly gay in this newest Beauty and the Beast. Go ahead. Then, then why are they saying that this is the first openly out Disney character. I don't know. Does Disney did they try to forget what they did? I think it's because there was a lot of backlash when um it was it when when Beauty and the Beast was released and it came out that LeFou right. was going to be gay. There was a ton of backlash by like family saying, Well I'm not taking my child to a Disney movie that has a gay man in it. Like because and it wasn't that the actor was gay, it was um Josh Gad that played Yeah. LeFou. Yeah. And it was the fact that he was portraying a gay character. And people were outraged about it. And I think so now Disney has is like, oh, they've forgotten about that. All right, great. So it never happened. I think that maybe it's them talking about a... Um, because the brother is a prominent character in the Jungle Cruise, it's going to be one of uh, a gay, more like leading part. Okay. Because they're not saying it that way. They're just, they're, they keep using that a lot of the first time in quotes, you know, nah. for Disney. <laughs> 
I had forgotten about that, but yeah, I do remember that controversy mm-hmm. now. Um, I did not see that movie. I do remember like what you said about parents saying, I'm not taking my child to see a gay character in exactly. Disney. But she'll take him to see all kinds of other weird-ass shit that happens in Disney movies. But mm-hmm. I mean, every Disney movie they watch, these characters have all their parents die. so <laughs> Or find out ways to kill other people. So I feel like a gay character that doesn't say much is the least of your problems when it comes to a Disney movie. Or the fact that that same Disney movie has a human character in a romance with a... Beast. Beast <laughs> character. It's literally the definition of bestiality. Yeah, but it's the gay character we're not <laughs> going to expose our kids to. <laughs> crazy. Oh. Parents are crazy. So I think uh, maybe some of what I, I read about that was that people were upset that the character is supposed to be campy mm-hmm. and flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Um like stereotypically so do you have a problem with that no well i feel like because you have your unpopular opinion and thing and i've just been like agreeing with it because i see your side of it i feel like right now i want to play devil's advocate and say that's fine okay so i can see from there's the perspective of queer people in general they are not cast in many things because we are often called like as a a lesbian you're too masculine as a gay male like you are too flamboyant you're too like feminine you know my business butch and sissy Mm -hmm. people always ask me about the name they think it's a cute southern sounding name Mm -hmm. uh sounds like it would be a kid's clothing brand or something Mm -hmm. like that you know it's the two things you're not supposed to be Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be butch and you're not supposed to be sissy i heard those words in association with another queer-owned business many, many, many years ago that is now closed down. I like the fact that it was two things that you're not supposed to be, and together they sounded great, and so I use them. So I get what you're saying about that. You know, the two masculine, the two flamboyant, the stereotypes. Okay. So, okay, I'm, I'm off my... <laughs> so, so because of this, you have all these actors and actresses that aren't getting that much work because they aren't what people are looking for for these roles. So when you get a role that is campy and flamboyant and then you cast a man that is straight and not flamboyant and feminine like so many other people you had options for, that's that's something that I, I understand why people are upset by it and offended by it because there are so many people that are underrated and not taken seriously because that's who they are and they're not being cast in a role that's basically made for them. They could have cast Billy Eichner. <laughs> in that role mm-hmm. if they if they're going for that type of character there's a, there's a, there's a long list i guess my th- thinking on it is i hope that it doesn't come off as making fun of that's where i'm worried as well because that often happens especially in like children's movies like quote unquote children's movies are usually where you see the characters that are like portrayed as gay but they're like the very like I wear a dress because I'm very feminine and, like, don't, I, I have no wits about me type of gay. Like, that's not how people are. <laughs> right. No wits about them gay. There are some of those, though. Oh, yeah, but you don't have to be, like, extra or flamboyant for that. That's just life. Yeah, I'm afraid it's going to come off like a cross between, like, trying, the actor's going to try to to do a, a Billy Eichner mm-hmm. meets a the birdcage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know anything about this actor. Maybe not. Maybe he's going to be great at it or whatever. I just hope that it doesn't. Because it is going to be something that a lot of kids are going to see. Families are going to go see it who aren't protesting against mm-hmm. it. 
so I, I don't want it to be a character that, you know, maybe the kids, maybe it'll be a character where it starts a dialogue, which would be great. The kids can recognize the character and they can talk about it or they won't recognize any difference from the other characters in the movie whatever however it works out i hope that it's a success but i can see where people are concerned I, that's i don't have a problem with them casting a straight actor um as long as it he doesn't rely on the tropes and the overused exaggerated voice inflections i just i don't even know why they had to come out and say that he was supposed to be a campy effeminate character i don't understand why disney would come out and just and say that about the character you're already putting a coloring on on it you know for people on on the portrayal they're not supposed to do that because the actor's supposed to be able to create that its own like character essence in that and here's here's something else that i want to say is that just because the actor is not gay does not mean that he cannot be in some ways feminine or flamboyant within himself that doesn't mean in any way he doesn't have to, you know, like you're saying, buy into these tropes and, like, change his pitch of voice or anything. Like, this could be a very flamboyant, like, outgoing guy that could be seen in a way that, like, makes it very believable that he could be gay in this character. Like, not every male is the same, like, rough, tough, like, spitting, like, tobacco out the side of his mouth, like, type of guy. There are plenty right. of men that I know that are very feminine, and that doesn't make them any more of a, or any less of a man. So this this actor could be a great mixture for this actual character because I don't know anything about him. I can't say what he's going to be, but I don't I don't want to discredit him just on the fact that he does not identify as queer. In fact, he does not identify as anything because he is an actor. He doesn't have to explain himself to anyone. That's where I stand on this front as a whole. Does the queer actor have to be in the queer roles or any of this? No one has to tell you if they are queer or not. They just need to be able to understand the character and what they're going through and bring that to life in a believable way. I second that. I fully support that. <laughs> we are not in opposition on that one. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say on this topic? I don't know. Any I'm just fired up all the time about it because I th well, I think about it all the time. It's something that I myself, because I am, the, you know, the younger generation that's growing up trying to make this type of content and growing up seeing, like, we need more, like, queer actors to play queer roles. I agree with that and get that. But I also don't agree they're the only ones that can play queer roles. I think it's important queer roles are spread across the board, and it doesn't matter who plays them as long as we are represented, and we are represented well. Yeah, I'm just for more queer roles mm -hmm. in general. And if we happen to get some great actors who identify that way that happen to fall into being the best casting for that role, fantastic. Love it. Mm -hmm. More power to it. If not, I just hope that the people who are put in the roles do a good job and they're respectful respectful and represent us well and tell the stories well so that everything can be successful and it can continue because you know in in hollywood it's if it's not successful and people aren't watching it and people aren't talking about it and people aren't putting their money down to go to it it's not gonna it's not gonna come around now gay people will go see anything we'll go see <laughs> we'll give anything a chance because you know like you said the scraps it's anything that's out there we're, we're actively got our gay antennas out our <laughs> queer antennas are on we're looking for uh, things uh promoting 
within our own community to each other to let everybody know. So things get that coverage and, and get the support from us, but that's not going to keep it in Hollywood's success category. They just have to know that if something is portrayed well, portrayed authentically, and it is done respectfully, we will support them. Like, we as a queer nation of people will support them and want more of that, and it will be, it will make the money that normal, like, quote-unquote normal TV shows make. Like, where every cis, like, heteronormative person is, like, interpreted in every show is normalized and continues to keep going even if they have terrible ratings if you give us the same type of respect and storylines with queer characters we will support you on that and you will make just as much money and go just as far i've seen an ice cream commercial that had a lesbian storyline in it that got more popularity than any like tv show for like four weeks just because it had a lesbian couple in it that was being portrayed in a nice way it's a commercial for ice cream well What's more boring than a tourism commercial? But do you remember the reaction when the Las Vegas yes. uh, LGBT wedding-themed <sighs> commercial came out? That thing, I, I was so emotional watching that thing. It was better than any gay movie I've ever seen. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I wanted it to be a movie. Yeah, I'm like, did they shoot more of this footage? Follow these people. Let's see the rest <laughs> of their lives. I mean, the, I, I'm glad that they put the quality into that and, and made that little, that little, you know, three-minute piece of... Mm-hmm art that they made mm-hmm. there and we shared that thing around the internet like crazy mm-hmm. and i did find out that more uh i guess las vegas does more lgbtq weddings than anywhere yes that? that's correct yeah so i guess they had a vested interest in that but i don't know i just liked it because it was a great story and it was unexpected even when it first started off you didn't know and then and the payoff was great and emotional with the family it was a great commercial so if any of you guys haven't seen that look that thing up on youtube it's the uh, Las Vegas tourism commercial. I think they had four of them, but this one was uh, two two women getting married. It was great. So, there's one thing we need to close out with, with pertaining to Ruby Rose as a whole. We need to discuss. Um, she had a video that she did back in 2014. Uh, I think the name was. Sorry, my paper fell on the floor. The name of the video is Break Free. It's a short film about gender roles and being gender fluid. If anyone wants to take a second to go and look that up on YouTube, it is basically the story of what Ruby Rose has felt her entire life. And I think it will shed a new light on this person that everyone has pushed into being this, like, talentless, like, sex symbol of a person. Like, there is a deeper story. And I think that in those five minutes of that video, you get more depth to this character that is her actual person than you get in any of the characters that she has played on any show thus far. So I think that if you watch, that you people that are listening, watch that. You will maybe be able to give a chance and see why she could actually be a good choice for this role. But if you don't want to, that's up to you. <laughs> we're not forcing you to do no. it. We're not forcing you to do it. Um, yeah, she does identify as, I guess, genderqueer. Yes, correct? she's gender fluid, genderqueer. Queer. She's said both. There's a show that, uh, no, that's non-binary. I watch Billions on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched that show? I know what it is. I have not watched it. Yeah. They introduced a non-binary character um, two, a season and a half or two seasons ago. One of the better uses and portrayal of 
you know, like it's great for a TV show to have a lesbian character or a or a gay character or you know whatever pansexual whatever you want to have. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the first time I had seen a non-binary character, and it's on Showtime, which is pretty pretty big time. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like it's a web series or a smaller show that's not going to get seen by a ton of people. It's not on your your cable system. <laughs> you know. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that, other than that, her being gender fluid. I don't know. Do we know of any other gender fluid no. characters? We have. I don't know about characters, but I will say, actor wise, we do have. Um, then again, that has changed uh, currently. Bex uh, Taylor, Bex Taylor Klaus. Uh, they identify as non-binary now, but they were always considering themselves gender fluid and also just extremely gay. Bex Taylor Klaus was on the MTV Scream show, played Audrey, the bisexual girl. Okay, I did not see that. I watched Teen Mom 2. <laughs> I watched Teen Mom 2 and Faking It are the things that I watched. Well, I'm TV. very into horror things, but you should definitely check out Scream. It's two seasons of it, and Aubrey is just the best. It's the best character, and Bex Taylor Klaus is someone to watch out for when it comes to acting. Like, it, tr- they truly are, because they can take... It, they've played mostly queer people. So, for an actor or actress that is playing queer characters to be queer and you're looking for that type of thing, Bex Taylor is the person to look for because you find a show that they are in, that is where something queer is happening. That is where something queer is happening. I like that phrase too. <laughs> I'm good at phrases. Yeah, we might have to make that a, a regular segment for you. That's where queer is happening. I'm okay with that. Okay, well, we... This has been interesting. I, I don't. I don't stand so far in one direction or the other on this topic. I guess I'm closer to it doesn't matter to me as long as it's good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have someone in a role just because they're gay and then it suck mm-hmm. and then we not get more of it. That's my soapbox stance on it. I will say to to definitely close out the bullying that Ruby Rose got online. I mean, people say, well, she's an actress. Uh, she's an actor. She's should be used to this. She, that's what you get if you sign up for this. No, it's not what you sign up for. She signs up to portray roles, to be a model, to make music, to get her picture taken, to do all kinds of other things, but not to be attacked for something that she has no control over, really. So I, I'm not down with that. I mean, she quit Twitter, which I hope she comes back. I don't know. There's a lot of issues with social media and people attacking people, and I, I feel I feel bad for her. It's happening a lot more and more lately for a, a ton of different people, and I think that that's an issue we're having a lot, like a lot right now, is because it's so easy for someone to go online and to just be like see the negative in something, and they don't even think about this is another person that you're talking to. They are not a character that they're not just the character they're portraying. They're not just the person that you see in a picture. They're a human being. And to treat other people that are just trying to do their job, live their lives like this, and feel like you own something about them, that's not okay. And that's something that we're seeing more and more happen. And I truly feel so sorry for her and so bad for her and so many other people that have had to go through this of this thing of people feeling like they are owed something from them because they can interact with them on social media. Right. It's hard enough on um, the level of just being regular old person on Twitter <laughs> or Instagram or Facebook. I make mistakes all the time. I say the wrong thing 
my sense of humor sometimes gets taken the wrong way. The typed word is so much harder to interpret or understand than actually speaking to someone. I have had been people jump down and make assumptions about me based on me miss you know, misspeaking or something that I'm not educated as much as they are on or just being taken the wrong way. Um, maybe direct message people and say, hey, don't know if you are aware of this, but this could be hurtful or this could be a trigger or this is upsetting or just this is my opinion rather than cause because one person says something and then it's a shitstorm of keyboard warriors going in and I feel and like people have a job so. like that like they really feel like it's their job to sit online and just watch and what can I attack next on a regular person not with no notoriety's level it sucks so imagine if you've got everyone in the world tweeting at you how much they hate that you got a job how horrible you're going to do now I have expressed my the same things I've expressed with you online that I don't know that the acting chops are there because I don't have anything really to base it mm -hmm. on. Would not be given anything to base it on. And I feel like that the casting did rely on what you spoke about at the beginning uh, with Ruby Rose, that she's a safe, they feel like she's a safe bet. Mm -hmm. The lesbians will like her, the straight moms and straight college girls and and the men will all like her. Mm -hmm. And that's really their job, I guess, to, to put the person they think is going to be the most successful in it. I don't think those are the reasons why it w she would be successful in it uh, or anyone that they would put in. But um, I hope it works out. I hope we don't have to come back and have a discussion later about how badly the Batwoman show failed. I feel like we should follow up when it comes on. We should like watch it and then we should talk about did it go well or did it flop? Did it flap yes. or did it fly? Let's. It's a bad flap or fly. <laughs> flap or fly. Okay, I'm gonna close out with flap or fly. <laughs> You've been on fire this whole episode. So now it might be going downhill. Now I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll decide what we're gonna talk about next time. We'll get back together and uh, hopefully we'll have something else for you guys next week. Let's just sign off, Beck. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.